Rocket Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betty Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now cause it probably won't last Patches, poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. All right, so welcome to episode 26, or shall we say season two, episode one. Dun, dun, dun. I'm coming to you live from Northeast Portland. My name is Jonathan Everett, and I'm in it to win it. I'm Josh. I'm coming to you live from Oregon, and I am also, I guess, in it to win it, but I'm not really winning anything or in anything. Greg and Goose Hollow, got to risk it for the biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Risk it for the biscuit. That's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually really funny. Hey, it's Randy. I'm in Northeast Portland. I'm not risking anything. <laughs> not, not not for a biscuit. I mean, yeah, no biscuits some, for you. Yeah, there's some good ass biscuits. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> it was the funniest like intro tagline I think I've heard in a long time. I'm gonna risk it for the biscuit, and I was like, okay. <laughs> So are we going to redo that, or are we just going to let that be? Fuck right. no, we're no, keeping that, we're dude. It, that yeah. was awesome. Okay. Dude, this is season two. Wow, 2021, off to a great start. Yeah, dude, season two. I mean, we've been renewed by Netflix. <laughs> it's really fantastic. <laughs> we've that. been renewed by your wallet, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really can't believe that we are into uh, basically a full year of this podcast with it being COVID-19. We have since this moment, I, I think, what did we see? Two games last year in March, and that was it? Yeah, and then it all went south. Yeah, I mean, what a pandemic, dude. Uh, the Democrats really have been pushing this agenda for a long time and just trying to take away our ability to enjoy, you know, football. So it's it's crazy. Are you saying they've been planning this demic? I I think that Joe Biden actually created this with Kamala Harris in 1997. I agree, but you know, a lot of people don't. I quit. all right so i'm going to talk about this first uh bit up that we have in the agenda for today and i do want to start this podcast by saying that greg really glad that you joined us because you've been fantastic at keeping us organized and we actually prepared for this podcast uh this episode (laughs) season two one we got on a conference call yesterday and discussed what we were going to discuss today and uh thank you thank you greg gregory it doesn't sound like we've prepared at all yet but that's part of the magic of portland vanity yeah so it was Concacaf champions league i am the most pumped about this competition, and I really think it's going to be what puts the Timbers on a larger global scale, and really pumped that we made it. I was going to say CD Marathon of Honduras, but I realized that I was going to pronounce it incorrectly, and then I stopped myself and got nervous. So 
Greg, why don't you tell us who we drew in the competition? And how to pronounce them. No, why don't you guys pronounce it? Marathon. <laughs> Club Deportivo Marathon of Honduras. Ah. Marathon. Oh, yeah, because of the silent H's. I'm, I'm as woke as they get, and I still can't do it right. Josh sounds mad about that silent H. It, it pisses me off. <laughs> uh, I am excited about the draw. I am really excited that I think the Timbers have a very easy draw, which is mm. condescending to the mighty Marathon of Honduras, but... I'm very positive about where we can end this first leg. Anyone else have thoughts? I'm sort of in agreement with you, but I just can't wait for this whole thing to start. You know, like I'm really into, obviously last year you decided that I had to be into Champions League and I went in full speed ahead and COVID happened. So yeah, but you still um, loved it. I still loved it. I know. And I'm I'm, I'm going to love it this year. And we're the first, aren't we the first um, match being played? Oh, yeah. I think. I have it up. And yeah, we play at 3 p.m. on the on April 6th. Oh, that's right. And I then, did see that. I just didn't update it in the Google Doc because I'm an idiot. Call yourself a producer. And that's away, right? Yeah, it's away. Atlanta's away also at 5. And then um, that's about all that matters. And then the home game is when? It's like a week later. Uh, so I'm guessing it's April 13th. Yes, it's exactly one week later. Oh, I would have thought it would have been two weeks later. Bro, okay. it's not the real Champions League. This is like the like single-A baseball Champions League. Hey. Sweet. Come on. Are the hops playing? Yeah. <laughs> the pickles. I'm... So actually, this brings up an interesting conversation that is not a part of the official agenda, if I so recall. It is not, uh, and we will probably talk about this, but there have been many conversations, and later today there will be a Zoom from the Timbers front office about the upcoming season and what they're doing and season ticket holders and will we have matches and there was a post on Timbers Wonderland. I forget who had the original post about whether or not we are going to go to games again this year. And last year, I very incorrectly, like all of my predictions, stated that uh, MLS was a money grabbing whore and they would reopen in the summertime and we would have stadiums full of people. Clearly, the pandemic outsmarted me, which is very difficult. But the question becomes, or the question begs, what happens with this year and going to games? And if they do have a limited reopening for the CCL in April, would anyone go? Go to an away game? Uh, go to the home game in Portland if they have yeah. limited seating. Yes. No. Randy? No one cares about Man, CCL I... anyways, so no one's going to go. I would have to... Yeah, depending, depending. I don't have a. I don't I haven't had a vaccine yet. None of, nobody in my family has. Um, you've had one, Jonathan. I have Do your volunteer work, uh, which everyone should do. If anyone has the availability and can sign up for it, you should do it. It's actually pretty cool. I will plug that for sure as the commercial later. But so I had a and Greg, if you can edit out the name because I don't want to call anyone out. I posted saying that if it was due to the fact that I've had the vaccine, uh, at least the first dose, and I'll have the second dose on March 20th, assuming I live that long, uh, I would go to the games if 
there was proper social, like proper social distancing in place, and everyone uh, was doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the failed like reattempt at reopening the Premier League, but it was like people taking off their mask and jumping up and down and chanting when people scored goals, and it was stupid, like a bad idea. But annoyingness message me today. Like this is the first time that she's like, you know, I've never agreed with you or whatever else. And I'm really <laughs> offended that you would, uh, or I'm disappointed that you would go to a game. And I'm like, well, we have to get past like the disappointed part. Like what's the core root of your issue? Is it that you have FOMO and you're pissed that I'm going to get to go to a game and you can't, or is it that you're really worried about the safety of people and so on? And I think for her, it was honestly both like, the 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 FOMO part of it, fuck you. I don't care. Uh, that's you know, I I have zero uh, feelings. Of like whatever, it is what it is. I got lucky. I you know did my part and it worked out for me. And I'm I'm not going to not live my life because of that. But from a staff perspective, for sure, I feel terrible for people who have to work a game. And it's like, and if they're not going to be vaccinated or have very significant controls in place, then of course I wouldn't go. I don't want to put anyone else in danger, but I don't give a shit about people who are like, well, I want to go to the game, but I can. I'm like, well, fucking, you should have volunteered a long time ago. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Hearing your your EPL um, review of how they're handling it made me think, no, that I'm not going to want to go to a game. It was... It was pretty bad. If you go back and watch games back in October, November, whatever it was, when they were trying to reopen and saying, hey, we can do this safely. And uh, NBC Sports Premier League, it was a bunch of randos that were in a supporter section who were supposed to be socially distanced who were not to the point where one dude who was so disappointed with Arsenal's performance, which fuck Arsenal, but he took his mask and he put it over his eyes because he was like saying i don't want to watch the, oh i saw that the match performance on the pitch yeah, but his that mouth match was, was wide super open. sparsely attended though that was yeah but the problem is that they weren't enforcing any of the rules they had in place and oh. all the supporters in the supporter sections were just jamming up together like yeah, anyone would normally do i don't remember so, that part of that match that's just it jonathan you can put all the rules you want in place but to trust people to follow those rules, especially if there's alcohol involved and emotions involved, humanity has not proven that they will do what it takes. And you know who the people that wouldn't think twice about going to these things are, are the people that never thought it was a big deal to begin with. <laughs> and, I never thought it was a big deal, and it still isn't. It's only the flu. Yeah, no, <clears throat> it's it's an irresponsible idea, and it's rushed, and it's stupid. Greg, if you got... Uh... If you can find that audio of the people complaining at the CPAC conference, complaining about having to put their mask on, <laughs> that's a good one to drop in there. Oh, yes. the booing? So wait, I want to understand. So Greg, if there was a game for a CCL in early April in which we could confirm that the workers were taken care of, meaning either A, a vaccine, or B, super young, I don't know. Uh <laughs> Uh, I'm trying like, to think of like, like six-year-old kids. <laughs> yeah, like they're working hard, man. They're just trying to fucking check tickets, bro. Six-year-old um, kids with their OLC yeah. licenses. Yeah. So as long as, as long as I can get a beer and an Impossible Burger, I don't give a fuck about anyone else. I mean, would you? Would you? So you're saying right now you would not go? 
No, I would not go. Hmm, yeah. What would it take for you to be able to go? Assurance from the CDC that we've reached herd immunity. Well, then you're never going. Well, wow. I hope you're looking yeah. forward to 2023. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I'm prepared for that. Great thing about Texas dropping all their COVID-19 <laughs> restrictions is it's literally not going to affect attendance uh, at any of their soccer matches. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so terrible, but true. So, With the exception of Austin, they may get, they may get some people. Don't they, are they starting this year, Austin? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, they are. I want to back up a second. Jonathan, you came at me with, I hope you're ready for 2023 then. My question back to you is, yes, so what? Like, if that's what it takes to be safe and end this freaking thing, then so what? I don't know what safe means at this point, to be quite honest with you. So I am, uh, again, cutting out the name. Anonymous. Her first objection to me, in which why I formed even an opinion about it, was about, like, well, not everyone gets to go. And I was like, Okay, cool. Not everyone can go to the bar because they're not 21. Like I don't, I I understand like why you're upset, and I would totally be on her side of that coin in terms of being upset. But with everything else associated with it, if if they can confirm that their people are being vaccinated, meaning like the people who are working, and that they can appropriately socially distance and keep people six feet apart, and you know do whatever, then I have no reason to to say no like why why the fuck can you go to walmart uh and stand right next to someone buying something and not uh and 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 that's okay well because it happens for a limited amount of time that's part of the scientific fuck that dude it's outdoors (laughs) okay there is a a serious question why can't i mean you you said it in a flippant way there's a specific reason for that it's a it's it's part of the, the the transmission rates are are affected by the amount of time you spend in proximity to somebody indoors or outdoors outdoors helps you out some but indoor that's i'm gonna send you because i am a this american lifer and all this like the left-wing podcast and there was one where they had this was like a month ago where it was indoor activities are such as even if we were doing this one and sitting in a room together and we'd close the door it's the worst obviously outdoors with uh six feet in a climate that is uh very humid in general it's the possibility of outdoor transmission is super low yeah that's that's not disputed the difference between walmart and a timbers match is walmart is serving goods that people need to live like food and shit <laughs> and a timbers uh, match is just soccer ooh, i yeah, and I you're don't, standing I don't... in line next to somebody for 45 minutes or 90 minutes at a time you're standing in line next to ideally six feet away for you know five minutes 10 minutes at a time Ooh, i'm struggling yeah i'm on the struggle bus so talk, talking about who's going to have access to that, they're waiting it, I guess, in, in the email, it says access will be offered to annual members based on their account tenure and priority through online pre-sales. Yeah, like roll out from the front office and that email is stupid. So your like tenure can dictate whether or not you can safely go watch a game is absolutely dumb. And that's one of the things I said to Anonymous. It's like if they're going to do this in a way that's not safe, then no, I'm not going to fucking go. Like, no question. But if they can ensure the proper precautions are in place, then then yeah, I would probably go. I probably wouldn't go right in the beginning. I would wait to see... I would wait to see how guinea pigs like Jonathan... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is we don't know how 
we don't know whether or not people with the vaccine can still be carriers of it or not. Yes, we do. So yeah, we do. They can still be carriers. We? Yes, we know yeah. that for a fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then there you go. That so it. Very- so saying, yeah, I got my vaccine. I'm going to go is saying, I'll be fine, fuck everyone else. No, 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 it's not. (laughs) Randy is not incorrect in that uh, you can still carry the vaccine, but whether or not you are considered contagious is still up for debate. There was a huge article a couple weeks ago coming out of Israel uh, on the Pfizer vaccine and that people with the vaccine who tested positive were not contagious based on the studies that they did. So... Again, this is the problem, and this is like my original fuck-up from last year when we were having this conversation, is that I was willing to make a a sweeping judgment based on, you know, whatever the news was the week before. And this is the same thing that we're doing. doing We're all doing that right now. Yeah, but some of us are erring on the side of caution, and you're erring on the opposite side. Yeah. Ooh. They're they're taking a chance based on preliminary data before having a full view of what's happening. So what I said was, if they could guarantee people were being vaccinated uh, in terms uh. of their staff, in terms of their players, and the people in attendance could have the same level of precautions and social distancing. So I'm not talking about sitting like you know like spacing out one seat apart like the airlines did, and I'm talking about you know maybe a thousand fans in Providence Park scattered out throughout. Like, why the fuck would you not go? Well, it's more fun with your friends also. Oh, okay. That's a FOMO argument. That's a- No, that's not a FOMO. <laughs> Saying, no, I can't go. That's FOMO. Saying, you know what? Watching a game is cool. Watching it with my friends is better. So I'll watch in Randy's backyard six feet apart with my friends versus sit alone in an yeah, aisle. Like, is what we did over the summertime in Randy's backyard a problem? No. Well, I mean, what are we talking about? Watching the game or the other stuff that we did? Well, it was just sexual in nature, but it's not a... Uh, well, there was, like, there was only six of us, and we all, like, vetted and trust each other to some yeah. extent. <laughs> yeah, my uncle said, just turn on the webcam and that he'd make us money. I'm sorry, guys. I thought it was going to turn into something a lot more uh, uh, lucrative. None of us are no, stepchildren I... or stepbrothers <laughs> or stepsisters. So I, I think this summer, like we, so me and Brianna have had this conversation a million times over what is the right level of precaution versus the right level of still enjoying ourselves. And I would say I am more cavalier, but still cautious. And she's way more cautious before cavalier. Even me going to see, I saw Greg and I saw Josh for like eight seconds at Civic Tap Room. Going there was even like a, fuck, should I do this? Is that, uh, Are they open for indoor access? Outdoor. No, oh. they set up a patio okay. outside. So we've done outdoor everything. And I have no qualms about outdoors. As long as I'm sitting far enough apart from anyone like putting on, you know, my mask when I get up and walk away, then it's it's probably not a problem. So, so this is home stretch time, right? I mean, to me, I'm like, man, I've been we've been at it for so long, and you know, I don't know. You, we, I just hate to, I would hate to blow it this close to, you know, there's light in the yeah. end of the tunnel, and all you got to do is, you know, we've been at it for a year. All you got to do is be smart for however many more months more and then you're not going to blow it thank you and new cases are finally on the decline but we're finding new variants and some of them are really rough do we want to start spreading around those variants right at the time that we're starting to get a handle on it 
Maybe. I didn't really want to see the Timbers. Obviously not. And that's, again, my whole thing. It's like, I'm not going to do it if it's not safe. What if we Um, went to Orange Games instead? (laughs) That's like, yeah. So, again, if if I am, uh, if I can go safely and they can ensure safety and vaccinations for everyone, then sure. Totally going to go. All right. I'll take pictures so you guys can enjoy it with me remotely. I'll go with you. There are some people that think it's a waste of time for us to put any effort towards the CCL tournament. Really? Yeah. Who? Why? Uh, I don't I mean, I don't know right off the top of my head. I just going off of Wonderland, you know, we put, I put a poll in there and there was, this, you know, definitely in the minority, but there were still people that were like, oh, it's, it's a, it's, it's a waste of time. It doesn't count for anything. And also we're all going to get beaten by, um, Club America when we when we face them, so there's no point. Well, that's because Timber's Wonderland is a black hole and it should die in a fire. Yeah, <laughs> what? Not not wrong, not wrong. Oh, it doesn't seem negative at all. No, it's very positive. I so if we win and Club America will win, we face them in the next round. It is definitely, I would say, the most difficult second round you could possibly face in CCL outside of another MLS team. But right, but why is that not fun? And and LAFC beat Club America, and I'd argue they're not a better team than we are. LAFC, yeah, LAFC is not a better team than us, right? I didn't. Now. I yeah, totally it's agree. It's not about being a better team. It's about the the CCL, the curse of the CCL referee, and. All that nonsense, and uh, we're you know as a team going to face that, which I am very. I still think we can win, and I would love to beat Club America in that type of scenario, just so it can you know change the outlook of what that tournament is. But would you take a bet on that? If someone yeah, said sure. like, you know, you put in a hundred bucks, and if you win, you get two hundred back. If nothing, you lose. And that would you bet on Timbers versus Club America? For a hundred bucks, sure. Let him see run a play first. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> need to see at least four games yeah. before I make that kind of call. We see what kind of shape Blanco's in. Yeah. So do you think uh, Club America lost because they thought it was going to be too easy and didn't prepare for it? That yeah. And so do you, no. Do you think that this time around they're going to be like okay? We have the, we actually do have the potential to get knocked off by an MLS team, so we better take it more seriously. No, because we okay. It, a good example would be for um, the FA Cup, like Shrewsbury versus Liverpool, and Liverpool's this massive club, which sucks. But um, they fielded like a B or a C team against us, right? And we won. No, we didn't win. I mean, we didn't win. We tied. <laughs> So what are you saying? What's that have to do with this, though? You think they're going to well, they, they're they, not going to field their first team? I don't think that. Well, maybe they won't, or maybe they just think that. What's so great about Portland is we're like the sleeper team that everyone thinks is shit, but we seem to always come together when it's needed and Often, destroy. I don't know about always, but <laughs> not always. <laughs> okay, but more lately than not. Yeah. No, I think the reason why Club America got beat last year was they just got surprised by some two brilliant moments by Carlos Vela. Like, that's all there is to it. I think they prepared. I think they wanted to win. I think they were playing to win. 
they just got caught with their pants down and what was it like a six or eight minute stretch that those two goals were scored i can't remember. yeah yeah and that was just enough for them to get by and i think that the timbers can provide just enough to get by yeah i, I think so too looking forward to it yeah we're talking about beating marathon like it's not even a, a game and then we're talking about we can beat club america for the next round is that correct as long as we don't have weber and goal we'll be okay we can beat <laughs> do you guys want to hear what i learned about marathon yes 100 yeah. percent, actually yes uh i did a little bit of research they are one win one draw and four losses in their last six across all competitions They've only scored three goals in that time. Two of those three goals were scored by uh, Raidwan Palermo, who is a 24-year-old center forward who came up through the Argentine Arsenal de Sarandi system. Uh, I was able to find one match uh, of this current squad on YouTube and only one match, and it was actually the play-in match that got him into CCL right now. But I wouldn't put a lot of stock into their style of play because that day was a freaking monsoon. And like they're playing in a downpour. The pitch is absolutely saturated before the first kick even happens. Like you could literally see standing water. Hmm. So like they would try to do a pass and the ball would just stop as soon as it hit the grass. Standing water defeated the U.S. men's national team. Boom. Oh, anyone can anyone can yeah. defeat the <laughs> Ma- oh, Trinidad and Tobago. That was so awful. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> they were playing a lot of just like hoof it up field and get it to the center forward style over the top soccer. Yeah. So they're playing Burnley style then. But whether or not that's their normal thing, gotcha. Or if because of the rain and the ball not rolling, they're just like, there's no way we're going to play this through the midfield. I really don't know. It's the only video I could find. Uh, but if I I was watching it thinking, like, what MLS team can I really compare them to, you know, to get a real right. sense of how we can move forward? Uh, I kind of got some L, uh, LA Galaxy vibes watching them. Chicharito? Was that where we're supposed to say that? No, the mighty Chicharito. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to have to send in my payment to the Chicharito uh, organization after invoking yeah. his name yet again. So... Greg, you're, what, you're, what I'm hearing you say overall is that you do not think Marathon is a formidable opponent. I think we have them outclassed in talent. I think we have them outclassed in style. The one thing they will have against us is that they are in the middle of their season, and we will be just starting. And if you're yeah. thinking coming off of four losses, that's like – they usually – Teams play a little stronger. Look at the fire in the belly. Yeah, they want to win one. And sometimes changing leagues for one match is enough to do that. So they could actually be a threat. Sure. It's soccer. I mean, weirder shit has happened. Yeah, fair, fair. Hey, um, you guys know what made a lot more sense? What? If we had started off with the second item on our Google Doc, which was the brand new Timbers roster. We care more about Champions League. No, uh, Randy, <laughs> why does that make more sense? Please. Because that's roster is going to be playing in the Champions League. You know what? Here's the funny part about all this conversation. We prepared last night and still Randy has uh, critiques. Well, he, did, he just wanted to get off the phone. <laughs> well, that was a, that was called a segue. Also, <laughs> also, we prepared last night, and Jonathan took us completely off the rails right out the gate. Shocking. Yeah. 
I am, uh, you know, hilariously struggling with the uh, the lack of cheesesteak on the roster for 2021. I will say he was a huge oh, yeah. piece of our run in the MLS Give Everyone COVID Cup. And if you're not uh, if you're not familiar, if you're new to the podcast, we're talking about Chris Duvall, classic journeyman, and I really think. Uh, his ability to step into a veteran squad was needed. And I'll never forget again, the game against Orlando when he totally bossed Nani in the, the COVID. <laughs> yeah. Bossed him. I was a little bit surprised that we let him go. Me too. I, I can't imagine he was that expensive. It's weird one for me. I struggle with this stuff because, again, we don't have depth on the left back and right back positions. And I agree, Randy, he's got to be super cheap, but he's clearly shown that he has the ability to play at a, you know, significant level. And And at when when we need him to play. Yeah. And so at what point do you as a professional say, I'm willing to sit, you know, second string or I'm going to do my best to, you know, go for, you know, a, a starting position somewhere else. I mean, like I re- I struggle with that because he's uh, growing up as a Yankees fan. There were tons of players in the Yankees organization who were excellent, ready to start. But they're behind someone like Derek Jeter. And so yeah. if you have Derek Jeter, who is playing shortstop, you're never going to play. And so they would just trade and sell those players away, even though they were capable of starting at, you know, any of the other teams. I uh, I wonder if Duvall himself has been like the 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 victim of being a journeyman in that sense. I guess, but, you know, we just let go of our first two. I mean, we let go of our, our first and second string left backs as it was. So is this a GW out moment? No, it's just it's just baffling to me yeah I, well it's baffling to me too because like when someone is performing the way he was performing compared to other players like why are you getting rid of him like i don't you well, know. i mean i don't think we're gonna we're gonna keep him over via but we didn't keep via yeah right? so I mean, that's we on this keep, list we didn't keep farfan um yeah. Scante. well dropping cheesesteak made sense on if you just look at the right in isolation because they were probably already working on bringing in Van Rankin and right. uh, Bonilla showed a lot of promises and is a lot younger. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it's the left is where I'm really concerned, but I'm sure we'll get so there. We, we only need two guys on each position though. You don't. Yeah. If, oh no. Have you seen our seasons? We require <laughs> yeah. at least four people in each position. Two on each side and one that can play either is ideal in my opinion. Yeah. Second part of this for real. So we really did clean house on defenders. Yeah. Who do we have on the right right now? Uh, Christian, uh, Christian Jose Pulisic. Carlos Van Rankin. Okay. And who we don't even and, know if he can if he clicks with our squad at all. Right. And Claudio, uh, not Claudio, and uh, Pablo Benilla on the right. <sighs> I like Benilla. Yeah, but he's he's a little small. That doesn't mean it. That's your complaint that about means, every player. Oh my god! I for def, for defense that means so much to me. <laughs> doesn't matter. 
if he's if he's a center back that matters it doesn't matter if he's i agree um, with randy um uh, whatever yeah center okay, back i understand sure. it i understand it okay um you're right we should get rid of blanco too he's too small <laughs> no, <but it's> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> josh is like fuck you fuck you and fuck you um, yeah, no i'm i'm quitting yeah <laughs> cool it's gonna be me and greg arguing over who gets to go to games in person <laughs> what did we get for what did we get for viafani we got something like a, we got a draft pick and i think we got maybe we got twenty five thousand dollars and gar some form of garber money uh, i think we got maybe seventy five thousand we got garber a little luck. bit of tam and we got a draft pick which we immediately flipped that draft pick for more tam from another team yeah, we got all the TAM, yeah. and that doesn't. We do got three hundred grand for Farfan, in 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 Gam, three hundred grand for him. And watch how good he's going to be at LAFC. I'm so bummed <laughs> about how good he's going to be in the future. And again, I think he is a victim of like the the same thing as Chris Duvall, where he's good enough to play but he's just behind the other person and he is going to become someone who we're going to regret letting go. He'll be on the U S men's national team. He's a kid and he was playing at that level. If you think about it, it was what he was 18 when he was playing for the Timbers. He was 16 or 17. He was, yeah, he yeah, started he was in like, high school when he started for six, us. Yeah, 17, school. I think the yeah. morning after his debut in LA, uh, he had to be back in school. In Gresham for a te- for like a test or something. Yeah, and his uh, the teacher giving that test is a Timbers fan, so like he handed him the test and was like, "You did good yesterday." <laughs> yeah, that was. Were you in he, the class? <laughs> yeah, Greg no, I read. No, Greg's girlfriend was in high school at the time. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, try reading, Josh. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> he totally played against his first MLS game against Kamara, and he again, like Chris Duval, bossed Nani. Uh, he bossed Kamara, and that was where he won MLS like Player of the Week in his you know defending position. And kills me that we let him go. Because it, it, he's a, he's homegrown too. Homegrown, gonna be good. And people on uh, again, we, this is like the fourth time we're saying Wonderland. But on Wonderland, we're talking shit like he's gonna go to a rival and blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, he's not starting. Like, if you could get a chance at competing for a starting position, why would you not go? He's it's gonna be one of those moments like um, who's the dude who played center back for the Red Bulls? Uh, uh long what's his name aaron long mm-hmm. same thing and beasler same thing uh just players that we had in our grass that we let go because of someone who might be slightly better today who will be uh you know like via not via sorry via fondia uh farfin will be good for 10 years uh just a dumb a dumb loss yeah. Well, I'd say we're primed to win right now. We don't know if we're primed to win in two or three years because Dos Diegos are getting older. The moves that GW made were to win right now, not to win in five years. What I don't I don't get how I don't get how getting rid of Fiafania and Farfan is that move. I don't either. I think bringing in Bravo and Rankin, or sorry, Van Rankin, were both great moves. Did we have to get rid of Viafania and Farfan to make that happen? Probably not. I think Viafania wanted to go back because he is a native uh, Southern Californian. 
Yeah, I, I can. I, I, th I think that might be the case. Yeah. So, so good for, for the organization for making that happen for him. If that's what he actually really wanted. It was Sueño MLS, the competition he won. It's weird because he played for he played for Chivas too, right? That was his. That was yep. that was his. Yeah. It's weird that he that he ended up going to Galaxy and Farfan ends up going to <laughs> Chivas 2.0. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about who we have brought in. So we've talked about Cheesesteak, Viafania, Cascante, Farfan, all even. We still have a Spria. <laughs> yeah, what's we up still with that? Have a <laughs> that's that's bizarre. So he he must have something on someone. <laughs> but not enough to like actually get anything. to get any playtime. Yeah, just to not get <laughs> traded. I struggled with the the Claudio Bravo signing, and not because Claudio Bravo from Argentina is not amazing, but because when I heard that name, I was like, "Wait a minute, isn't he the keeper who's almost forty playing in Spain?" <laughs> Uh, and then I had to quickly uh, re-educate myself and learn that that was not the same Claudio Bravo. But I I feel we've done well in terms of the bringing in new defenders, but I'm not specifically sure we've made upgrades, and I can't make that judgment call until we get through, as Randy said earlier, you know, a month, and, and let's see where we're at. I think it's a little bit risky to be have all of a sudden brand new right backs, brand new left backs all at the same time. I still wish we had Jorge Marrera. He was so good. He was so good and he wanted to come back. It was uh River Plate that blocked it. He was prone to forgetting that he was a defensive player though. No, nah, dude, he's a striker. It's I will <laughs> <laughs> I will say both of the fullbacks we brought in both have Liga MX experience. So bringing them in just in time for a CCL run is probably a pretty sharp move. Yeah. Greg yeah. is really excited and can't wait until we combine leagues. So No, stop it. <laughs> so players in, I don't think we – we're not done yet. Obviously, the Timbers are – Timbers front office is working super hard on trying to bring in new players from, quote-unquote, from Merritt Paulson, countries we have not worked with in the past. So I think we're nowhere near done. Uh, and I can't remember right now. Do you think right those so, countries speak Spanish? Probably. Probably. Probably Argentina. But I was struggling with like, so what do you do at this point? And that's understanding roster rules for players and injuries. And he's go to out. So his ACL yeah. is not coming back anytime soon. Sebastian will be back will, sooner than Morrison, though. Yeah. Jordan, uh, Morrison. Ooh, Jordan sooner Morrison. than Morris. Did you guys see that replay for Swansea? Oh, I did not. I did not want to see it. I actually like Jordan Morris a lot, um, despite the fact that he's a sounder. Listen, and it didn't, wouldn't even if he wasn't playing on the men's national team. I've always kind of liked that guy. Yeah, same team. I really wish he would have just cut his teeth and left the Sounders organization and gone to Europe when he had the chance super early. And I think we'd be seeing him on highlight reels on the premier league Sundays. So with like all of our signings, we don't have anyone that's super new and coming in. I think Jimmy Chara finally started to figure out, you know, playing for the Timbers as the, the season wore on last year. 
if Nizgoda isn't coming back, they can do like, is it like season ending injury list where they might just hold them out for a, a really long time? And they, I don't know how that like frees up salary cap space though. Uh, I think you don't have to pay that guy. I mean, it doesn't count against your cap if he's not. Yeah. Or maybe I'm thinking of the. Yeah. So if you were going to upgrade one position on the roster, what would you take? Randy, go. Oh man, I I need time to think about this. Uh, one position, I don't know those new guys. I don't know our new guys, so I don't feel really qualified to to answer this question. Who from Burnley would you bring to the Timbers? <laughs> Tarkowski. Hey, nice. I would bring um, Regulon from Spurs. I might bring Nick Pope actually. Yeah, he looked really good in that four zero loss. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Okay, so Randy doesn't know. I don't know. Josh, what about you? I would bring in a keeper. A keeper? That's not, it's not a it's not a bad thing. I mean, so Steve Clark, and we got that kid from Alaska. And Jeff, Jeff, Jeff's training. Oh no! And it, we have that. We have that. We have that. What's the other guy's name? Um, the one at the A. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah, don't we have him? So- so why would you do that? Because we don't have a starting keeper. We like have a real... two starting keepers. Yeah. Who? Both of them Steve. together are. Both of them together are like one average keeper. Did you just have like a little mini stroke? Sort of. Yes. <laughs> I would. I would get rid of Mombiala too and get a DP. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. To, hate to hate to agree with um, Josh, but <laughs> having um, had time to think about that, he brought that up. I would have made him, and I like Mabiala as a person. Uh, I was just surprised to find him back with us this year, and so that's where I would have made my multi for three years. years, a multi-year extension. So, yeah, like, my yeah. answer from the moment you asked it was center back. I wouldn't get rid of Mabiala. I'd keep him on as a depth piece, or let center him back. and. Let him and um, oh, what's that? Suparich, Eastern European uh-huh. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Center back's never really a position we talk about, and that's pretty funny because I, I, ugh, I sort of agree with you. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was your idea. <laughs> still tough for me in the in the playoffs when we got knocked out, and it was that we were going to go and we were going to win or whatever, and then gave up the game tying goal from the kid who was whatever, but our center backs, Suparch and Mabiala were both way far upfield and Mabiala is fantastic, but he is not a starting center back anymore, even in MLS. So to see him get re-upped, I'm pretty disappointed. I think he's a starting center back. He's just, if we had someone else. For the Timbers or for Colorado? For the Timbers. <laughs> it, no, he's fine. But we, I would love to have a little bit of depth and have another player that we can play. Yeah. I think saying he's not starting qualities being a bit harsh, but having an absolute boss on the back line would be a massive upgrade. Yeah. Would you take Bridgewell have. or Maviala in their prime? Ridgewell. In their prime, Ridgewell, but Ridgewell was yeah. in his prime for what, six months? Ridgewell yeah. was in his prime forever. He's still in his prime. <laughs> he's still. still yeah, he, he's on the prime meridian in his boat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I've hired him for my housekeeping service, and he's really good at clearing out the back. So, 
<laughs> so again, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, the very wrong on Eric Williamson and Jeremy Bobasi. I thought both of them would be gone without question during the off season. And yeah, I thought that too. Yeah. And Williamson- no, but if you go back, I think we actually didn't say we said in the next few years, Oh, dude, no, no! I told, I totally, year. I, I was oh. like gone in in by Thanksgiving. Eric Williamson will be in Europe for him to yeah, sign. That's not how we do it. That's not how we do it. That was my argument. We we never operate that way when somebody's hot. We always let them sit until it's a little bit too late. Like Fernando, <laughs> yeah. When yeah. the Mexican team wanted to sign him, so I mean, yeah, I'm super excited that we have Williamson and Jeremy. Still, very good, good news for us. Williamson looked not only like one of the best players on the field in the past year, but he was everywhere. Like a, he was an offensive Diego Chara, if I could put it into play. And so uh, I'm super excited that he stayed and I still, I'm going to double down on my shit bet from last year. I don't know who I owe money to, but whatever, send me a bill. Uh, and he, he will not, stay in the u.s uh after this season for sure i'll put spec in the bank let's make a real bet who wants something the no, bet no that was may- with the bet was with me and it was beers and since you lost you paid up and i thoroughly enjoyed that uh black tuesday and rusty nail that you brought Ooh, did you really drink the black tuesday uh i didn't do it by myself i brought uh matt and rebecca over to help oh out. my god that's a beer that'll knock you on your ass on a yeah yeah. I looked and it's like a liter of an 18.9% beer and I'm just like I don't want to die. Yeah. It's it's they finally started doing smaller format beers. Uh that is the brewery in Placentia, California and Placentia. uh is it say it again? Placentia. No, nah, that's cool. I said it right. I'm 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 No, I'm, you didn't. Yeah, Plas- Placenta. Placenta, yeah, California. Placentia. Placentia. Yeah. So Black Tuesday, if you can get your hands on it, you should try it. But they finally started doing smaller format versions of that beer. So if you can get like a 12-ounce can or an 18-ounce can, do it. But the the bottle that I gave Greg is enough to kill any human being if they try to drink it by themselves. So Today's episode is brought to you by the brewery in Placentia, California. It is really fantastic. It is very close to SNA Airport and uh, only one exit off the highway. If you pop a quick right, you can go in and enjoy their beers. They will only ship to the state of California, but it's still pretty good if you have a friend who lives there. We do, and we can have them send us if if we want. Yes. Randy, That's great. We got 10 minutes left to talk about the new kit and (laughs) Christian Pulisic liking a Nazi post. Ugh. Ugh, that's so disappointing. All right, so uh, let's do new kick, and then uh, we will end with Pulisic. So the the new Timbers kit and Merritt Paulson's tweet all those months ago saying it's super easy and someone will always hate it. It just looks terrible. Oh, I think it's that fine. Look terrible. I don't no, like the buttons, but I like okay. the basic idea. Did you guys buy it's it? Okay, the co- the collar looks a little awkward, but it's not terrible. Did you guys buy it? No, I don't buy kits. It just went. To, it, it, they just made it. Were just made available for sale today. I think. Randy, did you buy it? Did I buy it today on the first day? No, I never buy my kits first day. I always wait till they go on sale, fifty percent <laughs> off at the employee store because I'm cheap. Yeah, 
Not all of us have money for kits, Jonathan. Yeah, bro, I'm tired of poor people. I'm fucking that so actually <laughs> then buy us kits. That came up in a Discord thread I was in. It was what would the price point of a kit have to be for you to buy it every single year, regardless of whether or not you bought it. And the majority of people fifty dollars. Majority of people said forty to fifty. Yeah, yeah. Forget that shit, dude. That kit sucks. It's like a black pack, two weird, like two green sleeves and two oddly different colored green fronts. Um, I am the king of buying shit that doesn't look good in terms of. Did you buy the? Did you buy our? Um, current away kit probably did you <laughs> probably what's the current away kit the the, the white with the thin green hoops legends with the with the stupid stripes yet three you know oh dude I'm, you know i did that i i bought one of that <laughs> that thing's a travesty and, and i felt terrible after i bought it i was like i'm going to totally buy this and then i was really hoping this year's kit was going to be worth it and it's not okay it's it's 10 times better than the one you bought i i don't disagree <laughs> uh don't disagree i this is where you draw the line though yeah the new, the new kit this year it's just so many missed opportunities. Again, Merritt's like, and that and that tweet's like, oh, everyone's always gonna hate it. It just it misses so many marks. And I have FOMO on I, I using FOMO all the time now, but FOMO on all the other kits. LA uh, LA uh, FC's new kit looks good. I'm trying to go you through. Can the- borrow Josh's. All the other kits. Adidas is a freaking. They're just a template solid color company. <laughs> And the do we have better than this weird fucking Robin Hood attempt with a weird the black LAFC back? kit? It doesn't sh- make sense. But yeah, but that LAFC kit is horrible. The Galaxy kit is fucking fire. And let's talk about Jeremy Abobasi's Black Players for Change kit, which I wish they would just allow to be released and we could just buy them and, and donate to the right charity cause that he's supporting. Those kits are fucking way better than the bullshit they just released. Yeah, I do like that gray. Uh, Whoa, who doesn't like opinion. the gray? It's just it's okay. It's it's not that great. Not that great. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that because they're all the same gray, and a gray team can't play a gray team on the field, dude. They can do. They're not they're... all. They're not even all the same gray, though. Are they? Does I mean, Chicharito like the, make one? <laughs> Quincy America's jersey is is um like his is the only one that's. A little bit different from everyone else's. Oh, so you would rather have the the new Timbers kit. So imagine all the other teams don't have the gray Abobasi Black Players for Change kit. You have the new Timbers kit or the one Abobasi was wearing. Which one would you pick? Uh, I would, man, I would, I would probably pick Jeremy's because it's reminiscent of the of the recycled ones they do. And I don't have one of those yet. The parlay ones? Yeah. Oh, the parlay kits are pretty sick. Yeah. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. I yeah, if I would like if it said like Jabo on the back or something instead, because it's not a real kit. Right. It would be fun if it had like the nickname. It's it's so it's a great kit. I would buy one. Clarifying the point. So Randy, Josh, and Greg, you haven't answered, but for sure me. If you could buy the new kit from the front office or the kit. Uh, Abobasi was wearing. Which one would you buy? Well, the kit, the kit that Jabo is wearing, more so because of the cause than the look of the kit, though. 
forget the look um not look but forget the cause like purely aesthetic uh it doesn't doesn't matter okay i'm stepping up my soapbox for a quick second here people getting all up in arms over every single little creative decision that anyone makes is freaking exhausting it does nothing for the community it's not the i agree talking about it's not the best kit we've ever had it's a step down from the hoops yeah absolutely but the team just has to perform well on the field and not every single kit every single year needs to make me misty eyed and invoke the delicate ballet. That is our own mortality. Cock did you chug to, fucking, <laughs> to come up with that one? No, people are giving this kit way too much shit. It's not the ugliest kit we've ever had. It's not the ugliest kit on the field this season. Chill out everybody. No, 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 it's, no, not, no, it's, no. it's not as bad as our 2015 the, the chevron was hideous yeah if i had to make the choice i would probably choose uh jeremy's kit but it, that would be purely based on the fact that i don't have one that looks like that and this one that, that came out now is kind of very similar to other ones that we have so greg avoided the discussion which one are you picking jabo all right so you just said the new kit by the front office sucks i'm good <laughs> all right <laughs> I, you know, if if you have to drop, what is it like, one hundred and fifty bucks? It's like, like 140 one forty. Yeah, whatever. Shipped one hundred and fifty. I would rather give it to this cause than to MLS. A hundred percent. And it's a better jersey. Why? Why would you want the same shit everyone else has when you can have like the one off that looks a million times better and cooler? You know. That's not the question. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's end with Christian Pulisic being a Nazi for the last minute that we have. If he really did like that Instagram post about quote unquote putting Antifa in the ground, then made made by the same guy that just got kicked off of. What did he get kicked off of? What do you call that? USSF, United States Soccer Federation. Well, click the link. If, this if is why Christian we have a Pulisic is real and that really happened and he really feels that way, I can't wait to hate Chelsea any more than I already do. And I am always very pro-American soccer players succeeding in foreign international leagues. But if that's real, I wouldn't be sad if Christian Pulisic all of a sudden died. <laughs> So if you don't if you don't know what we're talking about, Christian Pulisic reportedly likes Instagram post calling for shooting of Antifa members like, made by he, Seth John. He clearly liked it. It's real. And if it, like I I yeah. don't know where to go with that. And Seth John was removed from his position in the US Soccer Federation Athletes Council after downplaying the effects of US slavery and generally being a a right-wing douchebag. I'm talking about how like, police brutality didn't exist against minorities, and he worked with all of his yellow, brown, green, purple, whatever color, you know, colleagues, and that it was Breitbart might have written the article themselves. I don't know, and he just reposted it, but that's what it was like. Yeah, it was some parlor bullshit. Yeah, that's really disappointing. I'm not not gonna, I'm gonna, not gonna be cheering for that guy. No. No, and I even with him going to Chelsea, I was like, okay, Christian Pulisic, this is awesome. You know what I mean? I'm not even going to be cheering for that guy on the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. But nope. he, bar- he barely played for Chelsea anyways. He's like always hurt. 
Well, Josh is clearly not a real Chelsea fan because he played all the time. So. Yeah, I saw him play a bunch of times. I haven't watched the last what? How how many matches has it been? Like six, seven oh, matches since they broke up with um, yeah, Mr. Lampard. So, Yo, so I your German dude is doing pretty well, and I would say Pulisic has taken all the negative aspects of German culture and brought it with him to England. Okay, well, I don't follow that club anymore, so I don't really know what to anything about them. We, the Jewish like the delegation of Portland Spurs, would love to welcome you to our uh, team of supporters. No Anybody thanks. can support one of those teams. PDX Clarets, man. That's where it's at. <laughs> and Greg Plus is like, Jonathan has to buy it. Jonathan has to buy everyone in PDX Clarets a beer after they don't get relegated this season. <laughs> no, it's He's Randy you and, his family. and Eli. So that's going to be great. So uh, two of your family members cannot have a beer. So I'll buy you Gretchen a beer. No problem. All right. Okay. Just send a keg right. to their house. Yeah. So we're at we're at time. Uh, Christian Pulisic is a Nazi. Uh, yeah. I hope that uh, that was not. Uh, I hope it was an accident. And if it's not, then well, without a comment, then it probably is the truth. Yeah, dude. The European papers That's don't the problem. Let shit like that slide. Like everyone here is like suspect fascist, and uh, in in Europe. That will not slide. If he likes something like that, someone's going to hit him immediately after a game. And if if that's real, then I fucking hope he fails miserably. He's from Pennsylvania, so I have low expectations. Hmm. All right. Who's got the closing music? <laughs> not me. Greg does. It's about how I he thought, wants right. to go spread COVID-19. Greg will insert some COVID closing music. I thought Josh picked one. Oh, yeah, I did. The, Was the, that a real thing? The I TikTok song? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. TikTok new official sponsor. Of I the, know uh, that's Timbers. why we're going to do it. it. I might buy a jersey just for that sponsorship. So, I know. I want uh, the. I want the. That's why I was thinking about getting one too. When we told Simon that, he was like, "What? Oh no, that's cringy." But we can get a. Um, <laughs> the thorn thorns are also sponsored by them. So yeah. can, I'd rather get the black rose jersey. That is the thing kids say. Hmm. The kids. Uh, the closing song will be Transgender Dysphoria Blues by Against Me. Let's, uh, yeah, man. See you guys later. Thanks. Peace out. Episode two will be better. Promise. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Jonathan's mom. Just just copy and paste it from the last episode.
Zencaster is awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by Zencaster. It's awesome. Zencaster and the vaccine that no one else can have except for me, even though I didn't believe in the pandemic when it first started. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> oh, I said That's it. Fantastic. Now I have this fucking thing where it's like, uh, if I say that word, I stop myself at work. And uh, Greg, you ruined my professional life. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. That was the longest intro Josh has ever had. And it kind of made me sad. <laughs> Buy my kids art. <laughs> you gotta risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> Randy, can you hear us? Finally quit this fucking podcast, you imbeciles. Oh, he's back. Yeah, I'm back. Um, (laughs) Risk it for the biscuit. That's dumb. All right. Randy wants us to be serious, so we're going to be serious. (laughs) I have to confess that I am on my third beer that I just opened. It's 4.45 (laughs) in the afternoon. 5.02 p.m., Randy. Someone can't count. That's your Russian in you. You can't count. (laughs) (laughs) I'll behave myself. I'm sorry. I'm done. Okay. Hey. Hey. Cool. Um, That's it. Talk to you guys later. Yeah. Closing (laughs) song. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the final countdown. Um, oh. As you can tell, all that preparation paid off. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, really. We're <laughs> it's not your sister. It says step in front of it. That's a fact. Um, I So Josh hasn't said anything in 18 minutes, and he's like, fuck the Thorns games. Let's kill those people. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I will confirm that during the recording of this podcast on my third beer, uh, Brianna casually showed upstairs and brought me a fresh-made cocktail with pomegranate. It's fantastic. That's great. Thanks for confirming that. No one cares. You're welcome. Let's talk about this roster. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Okay. Shit. Uh, no, if I could do it that quickly, I'd be a much happier man. I grabbed another uh, beer. Uh, don't make me quit this <laughs> podcast again. <laughs> and no, 40 all minutes, your... remove this content from the podcast.